0: Welcome to Anchor.com, AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, living room, bathroom, any room your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This episode, which is going to be last of this evening, and I've been definitely going through a lot of different artists, and you know, it's always interesting that when you're thinking about, well, I'm going to talk about this artist or vibe on this artist, you come to certain artists, you say, well, I want to save the most entertaining for last because this artist was something else. and Oh, I remember back in the day, my folks used to play his music. And, you know, I would admit, sometimes I've liked him, sometimes I haven't, just because it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But I'm back on the digging him again because I just was like listening to it again lately. And it just hit me. It hit me like, yeah, you gots to bump this, you know. Because he had a two-part career. He started off as a bluesman. And then he became a reformed funketeer And it's just like the trans transition. And it got me thinking too. Because I don't want to contradict myself. I always love when artists switch lanes, switch gears. And they go from one thing to another. And you can see them 10, 15 years later. And they're like a different artist. He really changed where he was. And I'm talking about the late, great Johnny Guitar Watson. And he was a blues slinging, gun sling on the guitar, but when he went to um uh, the funk in the groove, it just, it, it found a spot for him, and, uh, you know, there's so many cuts that I could definitely talk about, you know, ain't that a, it's one of them cuts that I like, I'm not gonna say the word, but, you know, it's one of those cuts that It talks about corporate greed and everything that's going on. I will tell you something right now. People talk about different artists. If they were alive, they'd have something to say about the economy and the pandemic and stuff. Johnny Guitar Watson, his prime, what he was doing in the 70s. If he was around talking about this, you know he would have a cold song about it. And the thing about it is when he became a 70s persona, he got cool and funky and everything. But he also had that rap. He had a... He had a cold street vibe, and a lot of his songs have been used and sampled, and that's one of them songs that ain't that, you know, that goes definitely where it goes, and that's really tight, so I definitely like that one a whole lot. Uh, The next cut is I Need It. I like the way the groove is on this cut. I like the way the tone is on this cut. You know, interestingly enough, he played... He was a multi-instrumentalist, and, uh, you know, you definitely you know can respect his vibe he definitely had a, a a way he wanted his music to go and flow and you could definitely feel you know what some of the things that he was doing um you know it's one of those uh you know when you hear it that you just kind of like kind of groove to it you know you're like really grooving to where he's coming from um he definitely had a a directness with his uh you know his music and um I watched this uh, this show, a great show on YouTube and about funk and rhythm and truth and rhythm. And you should give it a shout out because a guy named Scott Goldmine, Scott has a great show. And he had Emery Thomas on his show with Johnny Guitar Watson's drummer. That's one of the funniest, best uncut shows I've ever seen with the interview. And I love when old school brothers get on these shows and talk and don't hold nothing back because you get the realness. But the drums on this song were really tight. And the thing about it is he, he spoke about the details of where they were going. And I like that because you get some behind the scenes of how an artist, how they feel about, you know, different arrangements and so on and so forth. But anyway, to get a chance, check out when uh, Emery Thomas was on that. Type his name in on YouTube. You'll find the interview and you'll crack up. That was detailed. But he talked about behind working with John Guitar Watson and the creativity they were doing. And when you hear certain songs... You know, you definitely can tell, and how the rhythms was going. So I definitely like that one. The next cut I dug was um, was a remake of "Gangster Love," but he did it in his newfound imagery. And and the thing about it is, he was like I say, he was still slinging the guitar, but he had more, you know, swag and a bounce to his edge, you know. And that's the thing about it. I mean, he, you know, I will tell you this about John Guitar Watson, he would have been a great rapper. Because you know, like I think about how uh, think about Dr. Dre, how he went from N.W.A. and he didn't smoke, didn't touch no 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 trees, and then when he got the chronic, there was trees everywhere. And a lot of rappers have, you know, how people like flip their flip their imagery and go on to another. Well, he did this, but except he did it with more musical muscle. And I like how he still kept the elements still in place. It was really tight. I like that one. Next cut I dug was Booty, Ooty, Ooty, Booty, Ooty. This was a funky, like, gonna be a disco bass groove, but it still had the funk there. And, I, and like I said, his vocals was really tight. You could almost tell, like, you know, he had been inspired by the, somewhere between Sly Stone and Lou Rawls. And Johnny Guitar Watch had a nice voice, I'm gonna tell you right now. You know, he could blend it really well and could do, and it could pull off a lot, you know, character and feeling. And this, the song cracked me up, but it was it was the truth. It was one of them songs that you just couldn't avoid, you know. It was just definitely one of those cuts that you wanted to bump over and over again. It was tough. And I like that one. Booty Ootie was a jam. That one still bumps. The next cut that I dug was Love Jones. Now when you get a Love Jones, <laughs> you can't do nothing. It's it's kryptonite to your whole being. And this cut was smooth. I mean, like I said before, you know, he had some cuts that you just could not shake. And this was one of those songs that you just sat there and you listened to. And you who couldn't identify with this one? I mean, this song was like one of them cuts that it was like the chorus and the whole tone. I like the musicality of it because it slowed down groove. And the thing about it musically it wouldn't have sounded out of place on a Maurice White-Charles-Stephanie From the fire type of production arrangement if you listened to it. It had that kind of feeling to it. You know, imagine if he'd have sung this with Denise Williams or The Emotions. I mean, that, this song leads you thinking to a lot of possibilities when you listen to it. I dug that. The next cut that I dug was Telephone Bill. And you talk about howling. Now, if you old school, raise your hand up. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by old school. Nine o'clock at night. Whoever had people... Well, I remember when I got my cell phone, my first real cell phone, 2008. And I remember having those minutes and having to wait to like 859 and then you start dialing and then you don't push the green button till when it says nine. That's what I remember because your minutes would go up. But the, remember the long distance phone bill? Oh, this song had me rolling. I mean, this was what I'm talking about. This was like the kind of cup where you sit there and you're like, ring it, ring it, ring it, you know, you're just feeling it, it cracked me up and I've, I experienced this growing up, you know, now you got unlimited cell phone memory or so you got your phone, you don't trip like that, but you remember that, this was an old school song that represented that time period so well, you know, and it, it represents that time where you're just cracking up you're like, yep, yeah, I can so remember this, I can next cut, I dug funk beyond the call of duty, that was a bumping cut I like the groove on that one a lot um, had a nice pocket. It was, it was bumping. I liked the way everything stood up on that cut. That was really tight. And I was definitely feeling that joint a lot. That one was tight. Next cut I dug was Superman Lover. This one has been used in the movie Roll Bounce. Been sampled in Chico the Barge. Quite a few artists have used this one. Had a cold vamp to it. One of the things that if you listen to his reemergence and his super flyness ways is how... When he went more into the R&B funk mode, he had these vamps. He had these grooves. I mean, they were definitely lethal. And he was definitely bringing it. And it definitely, it had some stank on it. And this one was cold. This was cold. I like the way his blues guitarists, they always were there. That's the thing about it. No matter what incarnation or alter ego or what he was chameleon type of thing he was trying to do. You couldn't ignore them bass guitar licks. You knew them Johnny licks. And this one was another one of those cuts that had them Johnny licks all the way. So this was the truth. The next cut, the last cut, is my personal favorite by him. It's it's why you always come back to him and you just like, man, that guy was on it. It was funky. And he was talking 2021 talk. A real mother for you. I ain't got seen about this pandemic and the shutdown and lock in or, or the psychological lock in and psychological shutdown. All you got to do is hit this groove, the inflated prices. Try getting some toilet paper now. If he was talking about the toilet paper today, you'd howl. This cut got stank all over it. This is one of them cuts where, oh, he ain't talking nothing but the truth. I mean, this is the truth, you know. And, um, this is one of them jams you just can't shake loose of it just it just hits hits directly you know his alter ego and his and when he became the 70s uh Mac Dad the whole vibe he reminded me of a good buddy of mine It makes me think of him too <laughs> with the hat and everything but anyway you know it's like when you you know it's funny cause like when you see some artists and certain things they do they make you think of certain people so this you know definitely a nod out there with that but this is a strong best of collection um he doesn't get enough due and credit, but this cat was bad. I mean, this cat had two lives. Like I said, start off as a blues man purely, gospel in it, then he became Johnny Guitar Watson, and he got more flamboyant, but the more soulful, funky, 70s lover man who had the hilarious song had you laughing and cracking up, but had strong musicianship, production arrangements, and these songs still hold up. And when you listen to a real mother for you play this song every day until this pandemic is over because it's a reminder of what's going on out here. And that was the truth. All right, give me your thoughts or tics, and uh, tell me your favorite song, live performance video by Johnny Guitar Watson or album. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And um, just because a song is old or album is old doesn't mean you can't hear something new in it because Johnny Guitar Watson was sampled and looped and covered by a lot of people. And his, his material... It's still gonna live on, especially if you like vamps, hooks, and grooves. Show sure enough, keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there. Take care of yourself, peace, and the best. And now, uh, get a chance to listen to some of that Johnny Guitar Watson. You're gonna be thankful. It definitely it can definitely pick up your spirits and it can crack up your rear bones. I'm out, peace.